Is there some intro music? No. No intro music? We have something that gets added somewhere. I don't know. Got us down, folks. Welcome to another riveting edition of Missouri Swagger. Uh, last time we didn't bother looking up the episode number, so we're going to go with that. This is episode two. Season two, of season new, two episode two. Oh, there you go. Season two, episode two of uh, Missouri Swagger with me, Dennis Hopeless, uh, that guy there in the St. Louis hat, Colin Bunn, and the great Kyle Strom. Hey. <laughs> Kyle, you have what I call self-isolation blues, man. Do I? No, I got two. I got I got a little sleep blues. Is what I have. So you're not sleeping? Oh yeah, you were working all night, weren't you? Yes, I stayed up until three because a publisher. I don't know how much of this I should say. I think you can say a publisher because I mean. I don't know if Dennis has experienced it, but you have, and I have. A publisher uh, has put all projects on postponement, and um, I needed to get a script in this morning to be able to put in my voucher for it. So I stayed up like I, like in high school and wrote and wrote my essay. Were you but, drinking Mountain Dew and popping Excedrin no, migraine? No, actually, I haven't had any caffeine since uh, social isolation, social distancing began. But last Whoa. night I had some, and that was my problem. I had a big uh, energy drink at like 9 p.m., and then I was awake until 5, even though I was finished way before that. So that's why I look tired. You look great. You're mistaken. All right. I, yeah. I drink so much caffeine that... I could drink caffeine before bed. Sometimes I would go get an iced coffee in the middle of the day. I mean, not anymore because I can't leave the house, but I would, and I would come back and immediately take a nap. Yeah. I However, can, I, can drink a, I can drink caffeine and take it, go straight to bed and be fine. However, I used to I be able to, not anymore. But don't drink it in the morning first thing. I can't do a goddamn thing. Like it, I'm completely useless. Make, pouring my children's cereal is a task without a cup of coffee. It sounds like you have an addiction. I clearly do. And I quit drinking hot coffee. I quit making it. And I would go get my iced coffee every day. So at least I had to go somewhere to get it. But then they shut that shit down. So the first you know thing what I you did was on coffee. What? Hold on a second. Hold on to your pants, guys. Got Dennis, it. make what? a hot coffee. Pour it over I like where ice. this is going. <laughs> no, because iced coffee tastes like dick. Uh, cold <laughs> brew is a delicious coffee, but it requires a lot of coffee grounds to make it like you have to and you have to let it soak overnight and then strain it out and it's too much work so i much prefer hot coffee over hot coffee that's been cooled off but cold brew is the perfect form of coffee and i'm not going to make it here it's just not worth it so how much food do you have stockpiled in your house right now mine mine's a problem because produce doesn't keep and that's all i eat so like trying to keep enough fucking hummus in this house is a situation. I, you can order it on Amazon in, in like Sabra containers and packs of 12, but they're $9 a piece and they're only $4 a piece at the grocery store. So I'm not going to pay double. So I, yeah, last finally, time I finally to, the produce eaters get what's coming to them. I've been eating a lot of oranges. Yeah. I got, I got these apples. Uh, yeah, you were very cool. proud of those damn apples. Well, because they they brought them over at ten o'clock last night. I Amazoned them from Whole Foods, and they brought them over. They did not bring my hummus. I had to brave the grocery store this morning to buy hummus because I can't live without it. Uh, but I, I don't know. I have lots of food for the kids. They bought lots of snack packs and soup and Chef Boyardee and whatnot. I can feed them for a while, but I only have them half the time. I have been eating like I ate when I was in college. Like I had a TV dinner the other night and yeah. I thought it was amazing. I had a- Is it kid a, cuisine? No, it was, it was Hungry Man. It has like hungry. a brownie in it. 
has some chicken strips. Oh yeah, I know those brownies. I know those frozen ass chicken strips. Yeah, uh, they were good. It smelled like a Woolworths in here for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it smelled like a Woolworths diner. Um, but uh, I've had you know frozen pizza, which we never eat. Um, I ate beanie weenie several times over the last couple of weeks. What's several? Four or five. I think I bought six cans and I'm down to two. So four. There you go. I listened to a podcast the other day with a, uh, like an infectious disease expert who said the best thing you can do for yourself during this is stay healthy, like eat healthy, exercise, drink water, don't drink too much, don't do drugs. So that seemed like a really good idea until the fucking grocery store stopped being a thing. It seems extremely difficult. To not just fill your body with salt all the time. It sounds like you're not trying to do that, though, Colin. What? Be healthy? Yeah. I'll have you know that when <laughs> I was a boy, <laughs> um, we used to go on almost like during the summer, maybe once every couple of weeks, we would go to uh, to Harker's Island. We'd take the boat to Harker's Island. We'd go fishing, and a lot of times we'd bring family members. And we always would stop at this giant mecca of fishing equipment. And it was an amazing store, guys. It was, I mean, it was massive, like the size of a Walmart. And much of it was fishing equipment. But they also had coloring books and comic books and candy um, and beanie weenie and flavored peanut butters. Mm. And, what uh, flavors? What flavors were they? Uh, they had, uh, my favorite was the strawberry one, but they had a uh, strawberry peanut butter, a uh, chocolate peanut butter, and a banana peanut butter, and they were all great. But they also had beanie weenies, and we'd buy them. And I remember one of those trips, I had gotten beanie weenies and an issue of Famous Monsters magazine and a Flash Gordon coloring book. And I was eating beanie weenie, reading Famous Monsters, and flipping through, coloring my, my coloring book. And my aunt Joan. All at once. You were doing that all at once. It was a (laughs) a frenzy. It was. When you have that much awesome in one place, you got to just take care of it. You got to go. But my aunt Joan told my mom, Cullen sure is eating a lot of beanie weenie. He's not eating anything healthy. And my mom, who took no, no guff from anybody, said, you let that boy eat what he wants to eat. He's my kid anyway. And if I say Beanie Weenie's healthy, then Beanie Weenie's healthy. And at least he's eating something. And that's every time I eat that can of Beanie Weenie, I dedicate it to my mom. <laughs> Thanks, mom. I was really hoping you'd lose the thread of that story in the middle and not remember why you started it. I'm but glad you did. I, I, I remember all of my stories all the way through from beginning to end. I know. You're sharp, sharp as a tack. I can't say that I'm sharp as a tack. I feel we, very. I feel we're very saying dull. it for you. We're saying it for you. Thank it, you. It's weird. I, mean, I guess it's only weird for me because I put so much energy into framing my shot. But it's weird that I can't see Colin's chin, but I can see his entire ceiling fan. You can't see my chin. I can see it. Well, when you lift your head up, when you lean forward to tell no, your story. Well, if I lean forward, sure. I'll sit back like this. How's that? Can you raise your chair up a little bit? Hey, can you this kiss is... my ass a little bit? <laughs> oh, we're social distancing. <clears throat> Did you guys? <laughs> You guys stopped talking. Well, my about chair it. went down. That's the wrong way. <laughs> there you go. That's All right, I'm looking at your shelf. It's kind of dark in there. I, it doesn't look like you changed I what changed was on nothing. the shelf. I changed last nothing. Week. Uh, All right. Actually, I did, but you won't notice what it is. So yeah, you're right. I won't. I notice. removed some printer cartridges that were sitting on the shelf and put them in a box somewhere. Um, he gets some light back there. He needs like a background light to go on the shelf so we can see it in the shop better next time i will i'll light my uh my shelf up the way my smile lights up a room so did you guys you guys did you downloaded that folder i sent you right oh yeah i did and you looked at it yeah i think we tell us where this story came from kyle why you were even thinking okay yeah so i was on dennis wants to tell you why i was thinking of it no I just want to tell you that you buried the lead because there's a character that was not in the initial image you sent who should have been forefront and center. So go ahead. Was we'll he? The copper right. kid should have been the thing. Oh, well, <laughs> we'll talk about that. I was on Instagram, as I have been many times this week, and w- somebody posted this poster of a Thundercats Live from 1987. Live and on stage, the Thundercats Lorimar 
and Steven Goldberg present Thundercats Live. And it's a, it was a live stage show featuring not just the Thundercats, but the Silverhawks, Gumby and Pokey. <laughs> Gumby for some fucking reason. Something, something called the Street Frogs, who kind of look like homeless frogs. <laughs> and yeah. something called the... Uh, oh, and I read that the... What was that? What was the third Rankin-Bass series that failed? The one about the fish after tiger sharks tiger sharks yeah and the thing i read said that the tiger sharks showed up but there's no photo evidence of those guys because nobody gave a shit then just like nobody gives a shit now yeah so my hope was i i like the tiger sharks of course you did they had a battle cry too but i don't think they did they have a transforming villain uh i don't remember Mm. surely they did but if you don't know, most of the people listening to this probably do know, but uh, the Thundercats, of course, were a huge success. Mm-hmm. And well, were they? I don't know. They were successful they were. enough. Yeah, they were crazy successful because they were coming on the and, heels of And so um, somebody said, well, let's do another show. Let's do Silverhawks. And they didn't hire anybody else. They just used the same team to now produce two shows. And Silverhawks, they kind of got by up by the skin of their teeth. Um, <laughs> I watched it as a kid, and I, I loved it. it. I watched it as an adult. Uh, but then they did a third one, which is Tiger Sharks, uh, which I've never even seen. <clears throat> but Silver- I'm I'm straying far from the path here. No, wait. The Silverhawks is amazing because the, the plot structure of even the pilot is absolute nonsense. Where they, they paid a bunch of money to animate uh, Monstar's initial transformation whenever he's in the he's in prison, and the there's about to be a, like a lunar eclipse or some fucking nonsense. It's the moon the moon star of yeah, limbo, yeah, of mayhem, right? Moon limbo. star, moon star of limbo. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Uh, I don't know the rest of the rhyme, but it was awesome. Show me the might, the menace, the menace, the mayhem, muscle. Of, oh, the, the mayhem, muscle, the, the muscle. might, the menace, the muscle. I don't know. Probably the mayhem. Oh, it might oh. be the mice, the might, the muscle, the menace. It doesn't matter. This Everybody is my favorite them. moment in Missouri Swagger ever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, mean, we're very Missouri <laughs> of all the people we know, we should know. Yeah. By the way, about, just but we just don't. To, just to let you know, I got a message from our producer that all of the tiger sharks transformed into both oh. a humanoid and an aquatic form. I really like to think of Anton squirming. Going like, I know this you, guys. You fucking idiots. You dumbasses. Uh, I, I think yeah, every episode we should talk about one thing. Secretly, we'll come up with one thing that we know will make Anton just cringe and uh, and see how long it takes for a message to pop up. So to so the first episode, all of the all of the energy was spent on making the villain, and the villain's awesome because Monster escapes from prison and transforms into the, the big monstrous version and goes and gets his car and it's gone wild and all that but his, all the silver it's a squid yeah. don't just don't yada 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 over that <laughs> a squid so yeah. he goes he has it's called the star runner maybe i'm that I, it good. could be sky runner. uh sky runner and so. they are in the sky i guess they're beyond the sky uh it's a squid yeah they used to bow. be his buddy it's kind of like the blues brothers okay yeah. so monstar gets out of prison and then he goes to find this squid that used to be his companion. Like and when horse. he sees it, when he sees it, it he, he tries to get him to come with him, but it attacks him. And Monstar says, He's gone wild, right? It's, he's gone wild. <laughs> yeah. And then he has to uh, capture him. And it's really not a very nice situation. He puts him in a machine. Monstar was interesting because. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he was pretty much Mumra from Thundercats, only he was oh, yeah. muscular and powerful in both of his forms, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's actually cooler looking yeah. when he's a monster than he is when he's the big robot thing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, also, he's supposed to be a mob boss, but they never explain the crime. Like, the ways in which he benefits from having this ragtag team of poorly designed villains with him is not ever made yeah. clear. So it's like every mob movie ever? No, There's it's no way worse. Society. <laughs> There's no society. They're out in the cosmos 
separated you got a from guy everyone. With buzz sauce. Doesn't he have a guy with buzz sauce yeah. on his arms? And he gets yeah. Do you yeah, know what, you do you know what his name was? He's a heavy metal dude, right? Dude with a magic guitar? Do you know what his name was, Colin? No, I know the Silverhawks name, but not it was, the... His name was Buzzsaw. Buzzsaw, but what, who was the yeah. guy with the guitar? Well, you're talking about uh, Bluegrass, and he's a good guy. Yeah, there's there, was, a, good, yeah, there but, was an evil dude with the guitar. No, there's an evil woman. woman. There's an evil woman. And, Don't be stupid. A guitar? If yeah. you look at the photos that I sent you, you'll see a live-action recreation. Yeah. So we've, right, really, we've really gone astray here, guys. Isn't there so, like harmonica or something we have oh, a wow i thought that was one of the misfits from jim and the holograms so. no so there's this collection there's a collection of photos that shows this live action show and it's these these guys dressed as that was my favorite tangent of all the <laughs> thundercats but they got like big puffy clothes and then the snarf one's the funniest uh well, puffy clothes are because our muscles like they're fake I, muscles. Are you telling me they couldn't hire some people to dance around the Javits Center that with real muscles and dress <laughs> well, like a damn There were way fewer people. There were way fewer people that were jacked back then because like fitness was not as uh, all encompassing as it is now. Like there were bodybuilders, there were people that did it, but there was like now you could just go like hire Instagram models who work out on camera and they go be Lionel. But back I feel then, like you know about hiring models. Instagram models for some reason. <laughs> I've never paid money to an Instagram model, but I know they exist. Continue, Kyle. All right. Uh, so I did some research last night because, as you know, I had a lot of caffeine and I was up very late. And I found the website with all these photos. And then I found a guy talking about how he went to the show when he was three and a half. I don't know how he remembers. Uh, my biggest hope did you guys ever go to one of these weird live shows in the 80s? I saw Master of the I, Universe live. I did not in the time. 80s. I've taken my kid in recent years. Like I went, I went to the Ninja Turtle one, and I know they had VHS recordings of the show that you could buy. And did they have that at He-Man? Or do you was remember? that the Follow Your Heart one? Oh, yeah, that's that one. I think but the He-Man thing predates VHS being a thing that they would sell to children. Uh, this might, too, because it was I went to a Scooby-Doo one. They, well, when, like maybe eight, nine years ago, when my kid and we bought backstage passes so that he could meet Shaggy Scooby and Scooby, all the, the, the whole Scooby game. I got a question. Was it a guy dressed in Shaggy's clothes or was it a guy in a weird <laughs> uh, fabric suit that looked like the cartoon design of Shaggy? No, it was just a dude dressed in Shaggy's clothes. It was like a bad Halloween costume. Yeah. Or a good one. It could have been or good. a good one. But there was no puff muscles. Not even Fred had puff well, muscles. Well, Shaggy doesn't need puff muscles. But is Fred. There, is there a way to put these photos on the video yes. so that, yes, no, yes, we've so that everybody before. doesn't turn it off immediately? Yeah, we can. I think we one can, time we put my pig costume on, didn't we? Yeah, we can put, we can put video images up there. I mean, I'm speaking for, I'm speaking for Anton, but I, I think we can put video, uh, pictures up there. So this guy. I like the idea that Anton's not really recording this. He's just making his talk for his own amusement. I was thinking of that too, <laughs> like in uh, that camp movie where none of the shit's plugged in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anton's just drinking, playing Nintendo. Listen, <laughs> this is, he's the one member of our audience. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So this guy mentions in his blog post about these Thundercats that he really enjoyed watching the Silverhawks because they were on wires. And he thought, it was, he thought it was super cool. But in the comments oh. section, okay. here you go ahead, because I got to pull up this screenshot I took. If, are you going to tell me just, that someone in the comments section said something snarky or something? I was just going to say that in 1986 or whatever, live children's stage production of people in puffy Silverhawks costumes on wires flying around has probably about as realistic physics as the cartoon did. Maybe a little more realistic because there's gravity. Space. All right. So this is a post on the, on the blog entry. It's from DB12590, who has no picture, just a gray silhouette of a head. And they say, I'm so glad that you like the Silverhawks portion as I played Lieutenant Quicksilver on the tour as well as Mako of the Tiger Sharks and one of the Street Frogs. 
While I have pictures of the set for fear of copyright infringement, I don't want to post. There was a large eight foot, he goes on to describe the set, but then he says, the flying was done by Foy who flew Peter Pan in the stage projections. <laughs> it was fun though there were a few times we had issues getting unclipped and then <laughs> and they began raising the cables while one side was still connected. <laughs> <laughs> but that's live theater. That's amazing. That's awesome. I was gonna I thought you were gonna say there was a bad comment. That's a great comment to get yeah. on your It is a great comment. And then another guy said, You are a douche. <laughs> Another guy said, I love this thing. I found a newspaper article, a review of it from 1987 from the Philadelphia Inquirer. And so I followed, I looked up the Philadelphia Inquirer. I found the article and it starts by the guy talking about Bruce Springsteen. And he's like, you may go to the Bruce Springsteen concert and hold up your bick and light the fire. But I went to a concert where a thousand screaming kids were holding up glowing swords and then you had to pay two ninety seven to read the rest of the article, so I didn't bother. That's cool that they sold the Sword of Omens swords. I had a plastic glowing Sword of Omens sword that I bought at Revco in probably 1986. And I, I kept it for years and years, and then I was sword fighting with a neighbor who had a stick, and it split down the middle. Last year. <laughs> like a couple years later. And it, uh, it was the most disappointing toy break of my childhood. Like, it was traumatic. Yeah. Because I went back in thinking my mom could glue it. And she's like, no, it, the part that broke is a tiny little seam. If we put glue on that, it'll just split again. That's how Actually, I learned about it. I hate it. that story. I don't like that. Because it's, it's it makes me sad. Story. It makes me sad. What's your most disappointing toy break, Kyle? Well, before I talk about that, I want to talk about, I didn't have a Sword of Omens, but I did have a Zorro sword. And do you know how he holds the Sword of Omens up to his face? Uh-huh. I, I don't know where my mind was, but... I taped the sword to my face for some reason. <laughs> and it didn't you last long. Your arm. I was running around with the sword taped to my face. <laughs> Trying to uh, get sight beyond sight. What is my my most that actually makes toy sense. break? If you think about it, because he does it to get sight beyond sight where he can see what bad stuff's going on. So you were using it like binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> running around. Ellen, what's your uh, most disappointing toy break? I'll think of mine. Uh, mine was, there was a toy, I think I've talked to you about this, Kyle, I'm sure, called Magnor. Mm -hmm. uh, and Magnor was this little guy who looked like Swamp Thing. And the gimmick of Magnor was you could tear his arms off and tear his legs off, and then they'd stick back together and he'd be whole again. Oh, yeah, I remember you telling me about that. And uh, I got him, and I was so excited because the commercials were so awesome for Magnor. And uh, I tore his arm off. And it did not stick back together. It immediately, it just never fit back on him. It was just a piece of crap toy? Uh, if any amount of dust got on Magnor's arms, uh, it would lose its uh, stickiness. Yeah, but you could wash it with soap. That didn't get... work. That didn't work very well. It's still, he never, his arms never stuck on the way they were supposed to. So was then it like they a released, sticky hand oh, situation? Then like they were, like yeah, like a wall crawler type right, thing. Yeah, okay. but, but it didn't uh, clean up as well. Then they released the rejuvenation chamber, which you were supposed to be able to put Magnor into, and he would come out and be brand new, basically. And that didn't work either. So both of those were very dis those were big disappointments in my childhood. Like it just had another figure in it. It was like one of those things where you transformed. <laughs> the, the two oh, that would have been awesome. That would have been great because then I could have just had the broken up Magnor. Because I remember my star. I love anything that you can twist and another figure shows up. My Star Trek playset had a transporter chamber chamber and you twist the top and they'd vanish and it was the cool i thought that was the height of technology it was the the coolest toy like, i'd ever like seen. a mirror on a on a cylinder yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i'd make the sound it, it should have made the sound if they'd if they'd given you batteries with it yeah but they don't have yeah didn't have batteries before i figured out that my children hate action figures and don't care about anything that isn't yeah, like kids make, don't like that like make-believe I bought them the PJ Masks playset, which is three separate playsets that make their weird totem pole thing. But it's got like a normal version of the, like the kid in it. When you turn it, then you put the PJ Mask figure in it. But it came with an extra PJ Mask figure, which we all had already, because that's the first thing kids buy. Or the grown men that want their children to play with the thing I think is cool at Walmart. Uh, and that all they want to do is play with the little normal one. I guess I played with Prince Adam though. 
That probably says more about me than anything. You had Prince it. Animal's, Prince Adam was awful. That was my favorite figure. I chewed his hands into like little weird. You chewed lips. his hands. <laughs> That's what they say a little more about you, Dennis. I had a problem with chewing action figure hands when I was a child. I don't think I ever really got devastated by any broken toys because I just rolled with it and then like cobbled something together. But as an adult, I get irritated if I've purchased a toy and it breaks. Uh, well, that's because you understand the, money. The thumbs yeah. broke off my Snake Eyes action figure. And yeah, because you were just like jamming stuff in there. It probably. really made me mad. Um, and uh, I lost my Luke Skywalker lightsaber that would extend up out of his arm. Mm -hmm. so I replaced that with a toothpick. Yeah, I did that. I yeah. even I colored it yellow. Yeah, me too. Toothpick's probably a sturdier sword anyway. And sharper, and, and you could can actually fire. hurt you. You yeah. could set it on fire. My neighbor used to blow up his toys. He was like Sid from that Toy Story movie. I would shoot mine with pellet guns once I got older. I'd set them up at the creek because we had a creek with a little culvert that went under the, the road, and Ninja Turtle figures were the perfect size to be like in the sewer, so like water would run out. And so well, I started yeah, Ninja by Turtles this... live in the sewer. Right. Yeah. What I'm saying is the culvert was about this big around, so the figures were the perfect size for the thing. I know what my most devastating toy uh, moment was as a child. I had I didn't have a lot of G.I. Joes that were new or complete. I had like a lot of garage sale or like traded with a friend G.I. Joes. But somehow I got Wetsuit, the scuba diver, and he was complete. And he had like those little flippers that stuck to the bottom of his feet. And I was playing with him in the sink and his flipper floated into the hole in the sink no. and it was lost forever. And that really was a sad time. You could me. have taken a pipe apart and gotten it out, right? I was a child. Well, no, you couldn't have, but you could have complained enough that your dad did it. Maybe. I Probably might have been. Not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about what my dad would say. All right. I just remembered we didn't talk enough about the Copper Kid from Silverhawk. Yes, talk more about Silverhawk. So the Copper Kid, he's made of copper, but he's from the planet of the mimes in Silverhawks. Yeah. He doesn't speak. He beeps. <clears throat> he beeps. Am, am I getting this right? Is his hand some sort of flute that he's like, uh, but at the end of every episode, there would be like an educational moment where Copper Kid was sitting in like this like weird computer chair and the computer would teach him lessons and they always would play up it's copper kid he's from the planet of the mimes and there was one episode where the lesson at the end one of the questions was what is the only planet that we know of with life on it and the answer was earth and it was very sad <laughs> Because all of the mimes are dead. They're all... <laughs> we, don't, we don't consider mimes to be actual intelligent life, which is fair. Not intelligent life. life I hate period. I always yeah. thought Copper Kid was sort of based on Keop from G Force. I don't know what that you guys is. don't remember G Force? It it's not book? that I don't remember it, it's that I've never seen it before in my life. They had a character very much like Copper Kid on G Force. Is that the comic book with the there is a more recent G-Force comic book, I think, but it was called Battle of the, Battle of the Planets was the cartoon. Oh, that, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, for me, that was bigger than uh, Thundercats or... Uh, Seth well, because you're so mm. much older than mm. us that you were... I'm very much older than you. And Battle of the Planets, I'll still, I'll still say Battle of the Planets is better than Thundercats. Well, maybe not. Thundercats had a lot of cool villains, and so did uh, Silverhawk. What's weird is that the... The I was thinking about this when we were talking about puffy muscles. The current version of Thundercats that is on television has puffier muscles than those. I think I want to watch that because they're all like awesome. little cartoon characters, right? Yeah. I think yeah. it looks awesome. It looks oh, like yeah. modern yeah. animation, like. Uh, but it's funny stuff, right? It's a funny show, like Teen yeah. Titans. Yeah. Go Titans, yeah. go or whatever. Teen Titans go. Yeah, Teen Titans go. We watch that guys, every morning. Do you guys? Since everyone listening to this is in uh, is social distancing. It's in Anton's room. Is <laughs> Anton. Since everyone <laughs> listening to this is Anton, who is alone. Um, do you guys have any tips for working from home? Yeah, I, so yesterday I talked to Jason Latour for two hours because that's how talking to Latour on the phone goes. 
And we were discussing how, for most people, like working from home is a new experience. And all of the shit that took the first two years of freelance or whatever for us to learn that people are figuring out. And so mm -hmm. we were thinking about like what, <clears throat> what's the stuff that was the hardest, hardest learned tricks and tips and stuff. And like obviously to-do lists and making your own schedule and getting up and putting clothes on and stuff everybody says. But I think that the thing that was the most difficult for me to learn that I've been telling people is that like some days are just going to suck. Like some days you're going to be bad at your job. You're going to fuck off. The hours are going to disappear on you. You're going to be anxious and stressed out and just not get anything done and the most important thing about that is not that day it's the next day like you can't let that roll into another bed you can't wake up in the morning of the, of the day after that thinking i gotta do twice as much work today because it's just gonna like snowball and get bigger on you you have to be able to put yesterday away every day get up in the morning with your new to-do list and try to get as much done that day you can and then put it to bed and start over because otherwise you run the risk of really getting in an anxiety, at least I run the risk of getting in an anxiety spiral that'll eat a whole week or a whole month or whatever. That's, that's good advice. Advice. I hope you're listening, Anton. <laughs> Anton's probably the only one of us who is actually productive. <laughs> this he probably is. I've been super productive. Oh, have you? I have, I have not. And, I, and the first few days I was not, but now I am. Well, I'm going to start getting productive. I, I think I've let everything get me down a little much. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to try to uh, to recapture my old Cullen mojo. <laughs> Moon star of limbo. <laughs> what I had to relearn quickly last week was because I used to work from home pretty much all the time for a few years. And then I moved my studio office out of here. Uh, but what I realized was I need a place in my house that is the place I go to to do work. And then when I leave that place, I need to leave the work there. Yeah. And it helps me a lot. It, even, uh, even if I take, it's all on my laptop or my iPad or whatever, even if I take it with me mentally, I've left it all elsewhere. And of course, like Dennis said, you got to get up every morning and act like you're going to enter society and well I used, yourself. <clears throat> yeah, I used to say that like get dressed like you're going to work and everything and then I realized the other day that I changed out of one pair of pajamas into another pair of pajamas and uh why didn't you put clothes on but you're the one here saying you need to get back to it I so do maybe need to get back to it I'm you, actually I'm wearing pants today leave me alone are you though I am. They're they're comfortable pants, but they're pants. Well, it's also the case that you just told us you're not eating anything but beanie weenie and frozen <laughs> pizzas. So chances are your other pants are really uncomfortable right at the moment. No, I'm, no, I haven't gained any weight. I've so been eat, I've been eating great because Evie is making the food. And oh, she makes great food, healthy, yeah. and I've lost in the last three days. I've lost three pounds. Nice. So if this keeps up. I'll be dead within six months. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just to, to, to go off what you said, Dennis, I, I think people don't get, yeah, don't get so damn upset with yourself if you have an unproductive day. That's the, you know, you got to, now probably more than ever, you got to leave yourself some time to uh, relax and have some fun. And if you want to watch TV all day instead of work, who the hell is there to, you know, that's your call. Who's going to tell you otherwise? So yeah. do it if it's what's going to make you feel better and happier. Well, that's just how it, I mean, I feel like that it's probably how it works in an office too, but some days you're going to kill it. Like some days you're just going to do a shitload of work and you can trick yourself into thinking, well, if I did that every day, I'd be the most productive man in comics, but you're not like you, it's like they say in sports, like eventually you are the back of your baseball card. Like you're going to average out to what, to how good you are. You're not going to be your best day every day. And if you try to hold yourself to that standard, you're just going to disappoint yourself. Oh, yeah. If I, if I were to really, you know, gun it, I can guarantee even when I had a day, day job at, at an office, I would be so much more productive at home than I would be at the office, you know, because the offices, offices are places full of distractions and meetings that are unnecessary and, uh, and people coming into your, into your cubicle or your office to, talk about the unnecessary meeting they just had. Uh, offices are, are, we have convinced ourselves that offices are, offices are the place that work gets done, but it's really just a place where people drag their feet and procrastinate while thinking they're doing some work. Uh, but uh, that's just me. 
Maybe maybe offices have changed since I worked in one, but I don't think so. Well, and I feel like the advantage of an office or of a of being in a place where your boss or your editor or your whatever is in the room is you got someone looking over your shoulder. Whereas you can kind of hide from that until mm -hmm. something is past due at home. So that, that's the other trick is I have a, a set time every day where I have to be working by that time. Even if what I'm doing is, you know, the free writing or something like I have to be typing by noon or 10 AM or whatever the thing is. Um, so that worst case scenario, I get three hours of work done. Right. Because yeah, if you, I'm actually much more productive on weeks. I have my kids where I have to go pick my kids up at five 30 because there is a set part of the day that I don't get work done. I'm not getting shit done. Whereas on the other weeks, I could conceivably work from 9 a.m. till 2 in the morning, but it makes it so I wait till later in the day to start. And then at some point, it's well, that's night. I'm not getting anything done now. And so my, my giant window like fills up with other shit really quickly. Yeah, I have to get stuff done early on. I have to start early because I'm, no, I'm never going to start at 7 p.m. Right. Because right. I'll just be too tired. And I kind of figured out I can get two things done every day, like two kind of big things. So if I'm going to... This doesn't really apply since I'm not going to go anywhere for a month, but if I were going to go see a movie, that's a thing. So I'm not going to get everything done that day that I thought. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's important too, I think, is to give yourself actual breaks. Like don't try to fill your entire day with working. Because if you do it, if you manage to do it, the next day you're just going to be worthless. Like it makes more sense, I think, to, yeah, to give yourself relaxation time, free time, time with your family, whatever. Um, and I don't know, I will say the hardest, it is so much easier when my kids are here, even though my kids are five-year-olds that mostly scream at one another, like having other humans to interact with is huge. So I, those of us that are single and don't have someone living in the house with us, I think it's important to get on the phone. Like talking to Jason for two hours is usually a massive waste of my time. But yesterday was really nice because <laughs> it was to have some human interaction and we got to, you know, like talk about things and share stories and kind of commiserate it was really, really nice. Um, and I think that's an important thing to do when you're isolated because most people take for granted how much just simple social interaction they get from going to work, going to the store, whatever, all the little things we fill our lives with. Well said. Also fucking exercise. That helps your brain chemistry so much. Like getting a little bit of like, just go for a walk for half an hour. You will feel so much better. You'll be more energized. Your brain clicks faster. It's easy or to work. Just go out into the sun. And that helps. Yeah, just not be. Yeah. What if I just spin in my chair a lot? As long as it makes you sweat, it's exercise. All right. <laughs> He's like, I wasn't going to spin that fast. <laughs> I wasn't going to spin that long. <laughs> well, uh, Maya, yeah, I, I haven't done it yet. The, the martial arts student dojo has started posting lessons online and doing like Facebook live lessons. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't checked that out yet, but I, I need to get back to it. But it feels weird doing a, it feels, it will feel weird to me doing these martial arts things in a room by myself rather than you, in a room full of. You don't like it unless you can hit somebody. Is that what you're no, saying? I don't, I don't like hitting people. I just like, I, it's, it's, it's interacting with other people, you know, in the same space is, right. uh, is nice, but you know, it'll come again. I'll get back to it. Yeah. I miss, I miss the gym just for the, like, cause I'm around other people and it's another, it's another environment. Like going outside and running is nice. It's been easy to make myself do that. And I see my neighbors and, you know, take a wide berth and go around them by eight feet, but I see them. Uh, and I like that, but then I get in here and it's hard to make myself do the other stuff. Like it's hard to lift weights and do push-ups or whatever I have to do um, in the house. So I have been trying, like I found a little five minute, like Pilates cardio thing that has some muscle stuff with it that i tried and you do feel abs. no i don't know it's some lady on youtube seven minute abs it does that all of that eight minute ab nonsense that makes it sound easy but you never have to work out your abs for more than eight minutes at a time it's a muscle group that you beat the shit out of uh, once a day i don't think it sounds easy i mean you know, eight minutes is a long time if it hurts like think about doing a plank for eight minutes three no. minutes of like your body would be sweating horribly you fall down i don't even want to think about it I used to be taking planks for three minutes. Kyle used to come work out at the gym with me. We would talk. I would run on treadmill, and Kyle he would, would sit down me. in a folding chair next to you and no, talk to you. No, he would be on treadmill too. He would yell at you like Rocky's trainer. Mm -hmm. Get on with it. 
I was exercising. You need well. speed. <laughs> Greasy fast speed. <laughs> Speed's did, what you need. You need we, that. Greasy, lightning hot. We did planks, speed. right? That's the thing we did. I did planks. I've done planks before. Uh, end of story. <laughs> you don't want to talk on. The ones I don't like, I don't like the stair step things. Oh, yeah, it's awful. Those are the worst. But Anything the planks that are works okay. Your legs and ass is, I mean, I have no ass, so that's part of it. But that's a painful part of your body. To well, it sense. hurt my knees. That was the problem with me. But, yeah, my knees mm. give me a lot of trouble with almost everything. So when you're spinning in the chair, no, spinning spinning is very low impact on my knees. <laughs> well, you have a fucking swimming pool that makes waves, so you can stay in one place. You don't need to. You just get your ass out there and swim. Colin has the fanciest cardiovascular swimming pool the world's ever known, and he wants to spin in his chair. That's the kind of bullshit we have to deal with if you're friends with Colin Bunn. <laughs> Is it I heated? Is I it don't think I've had heat? to. I don't think I've had to deal with it yet. Yeah, <laughs> it's hanging over my head. Is that pool heated? <laughs> so yes, is it, it is temperature heated. controlled. So you can use it year round. Yes, I That's have used it. I have used it year round. It has this pole that you could attach to it and strap a belt around your waist and just swim against the current. That's awesome. That's the coolest thing. That's the coolest thing. But I'm ever. afraid I'll be like one of those silver hawks and one of the cables will detach <laughs> and I'll start. <laughs> Can't you didn't just stand son, up? Didn't your son used to get in it and turn it on and it would blast him across? The oh, pool. that's his favorite. He still does that. He'll get on one end, he'll turn it on and just shoots him across the pool. So is it like a wave pool kind of? It's, it's not like really a, a wave pressure? pool. It's just, it's a therapy spa is what it's called. So, you know. It's got different settings, different waves—not waves, but different. The water moves in different ways, and you can set up currents and stuff like that. Would you be willing to set up a video and do a demonstration of how it works for our listeners, watchers? For Anton. For <laughs> I can tell you um, that no, I am not willing. <laughs> you can be fully clothed. Yeah. You can. Oh, change. the reason I would do it is so that people can marvel but i don't want to you know i don't want people to get intimidated by this well and cindy gets jealous of the ladies i listened to the bungalow for the first time the other day was it the dennis hopeless we hate dennis hopeless episode no it was when you had squish on but you have an amazing intro music like where the fuck did that come from Kyle hooked me up with that guy. That was awesome. Wait, you got the rap for the bungalow? Yeah. You didn't get the rap for Missouri Swagger? No. Uh, actually, Kyle, I asked you about, I said, hey, what's the name of that guy? This was a year ago. What's the oh, name I of remember. that guy? I want to get, get a rap for... Uh, I know the story. For Missouri Swagger. And you said, Wait, don't I said get we... a rap for Missouri Swagger. Wait until we get our rap for the unearthed. And we did. Yeah. And then, and then, like a week later, you're like, how do I get, what's that guy's name? And then, well, then we weren't recording Missouri Swagger anymore. I thought it was a waste of cash. All right. Well, now it's not. Yeah, we got it. That's right. That. We could get a Missouri Swagger rap. We All right. Because in the comments, the thing is amazing. in the comments below, let us know if you think we should get a rap for Missouri Swagger. Anton could just tell us when. when Maybe we could just do the rap. Uh, no, I don't no, think. That's a terrible idea. I don't think that'll ever happen. I mean, I'd like to hear you do a rap, Colin, if you'd like to do one by yourself. I can't rap. I am not a rap. I was uh, watching uh, Love is Blind the other day, and uh, the most cringeworthy moment of that show for me was this guy says, hey, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm a freestyle rapper. And he was actually pretty good, but it was still cringy for me to hear this guy. I, I mean, I was ready to hide listening to this guy rap because it was so uh, nerve-wracking for me. When I was a child, when I would watch television and there were scenes of humiliation like that, like cringy scenes, especially in high school shows, I would leave the room. Like I couldn't stand to watch the characters be humiliated. Yeah, I think a lot of people have that reaction to that kind of scene. I don't know, now I love it. Like it's my favorite kind of scene now. Well, you'll love this. So when I was a kid, my dad worked for the Convention and Visitors Bureau of St. Joseph, Missouri. And I went with him to some event. Uh, we drove hours away and um, there was a talent show where people had to perform about their city. 
I don't know what this event was, but me and my friend David Allison, who you know, oh, and yeah. my friend unicorn. Aaron Kaufman, we did a rap about St. Joe. Lord. It was terrible. Please but tell then, me this has been recorded somewhere. It was recorded. I'm, I guarantee it. I do not know if I have it. But afterward, we went around this like carnival that was part of the thing. And uh, we played the game. We had like 30 bucks between us. And we played this game where you would throw darts to hit balloons or something. And the carny kept going, here, take another one. Take another one. And uh, what we didn't know was he was charging us for each one of these. <laughs> and we were too stupid and meek to be like, nah, screw you, guy. We're not giving you our money. So he was like, that's $30. So we gave this guy all our money. And what we won, well, I don't remember what the other two guys won, but what I won was a tiny square photo of <laughs> Space Jam with <laughs> Michael Jordan and <laughs> Bugs Bunny and Taz, and it was matted. And uh, I remember Aaron was like, fuck this shit. And he like wanted his up and threw it away. But somewhere I still have my $30 Space Jam photo as a reminder to tell Carney's the way it is. Three kids in my elementary school, uh, when D.A.R.E. first became a thing, convinced their parents to buy them a uh, the satin D.A.R.E. jacket, like a black satin jacket that said D.A.R.E. Mm. on the back. Uh, and they did a dare rap. And these were three very white, tone-deaf children that did this horrible dare rap that they wrote. And I remember they walked around school for the week after that uh, in their dare jackets. And their parents had told them that they were going to send it to Arsenio Hall and that they were probably going to be on Arsenio Hall doing this rap. <laughs> Which I hadn't thought about till just now. And that's hilarious that they had such hubris. <laughs> they thought they were going to be yeah. on I never, I never did a rap. I, I didn't enter contests because I was a painfully shy person. But I did, and I don't even know what compelled me to do this. I entered a lip sync competition in sixth grade. Yeah. And I sang Ray Stevens' Ahab the A-Rap. And I was, I mean. Cool, Colin. I did cool. not win, which was shocking <laughs> to me. But I came in, I came in second. But for maybe a week or two after, I was like a popular kid. Everybody thought I was awesome because I did that uh, stupid lip sync. You should have done another one and kept, kept it going. That well, should. Uh, years later, my friends and I in 10th grade, they had a lip sync contest and we wanted to enter and we were going to do a uh, city of crime from the <laughs> Dragnet, Dragnet movie. movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we practiced city of crime for weeks in preparation of this and then we chickened out at the last minute do you remember any of it <laughs> oh i don't remember i i mean if it's i were to listen to crime. <laughs> if i were to listen to it i could probably pick it up but i remember one of us was going to be friday and the other was going to be uh pep strebeck pep strebeck and then my one buddy was going to be a cultist in like Ghost yeah, in a pagan yeah yeah well i'm very disappointed but we chickened out the, we chickened out like the day before we decided we weren't going to do it you know, Colin, go ahead. It's probably for the best. No one would have, no one watched Dragnet when it was in the theaters. So no one was going to know that song. You would I have, know. but you didn't go to high school with me. Well, I think it would have been funny if you didn't know the song. You know I also, why I, I knew that song? It's because that summer our family won infinite free movies. So my parents would just drop us off at the theater. You watched Dragnet a hundred times. Yeah, I saw Harry and the Hendersons three times in a day. <laughs> That's the two amazing movies that I saw Harry and Henderson's in the theater. I didn't see Dragnet for like 10 years after it came out. It was on HBO one summer for cheap. I think that one I went with my parents because I think it was R-rated maybe. Yeah. Dragnet? Oh. Yeah, I think so. What was R-rated in I Dragnet? Think there's, I think there's nudity in it. No, I'm thinking know. of Vacation. Those pagans just yeah, like to dance in their goatskin pants around those ancient and then all the And then all their pills come out. All right. Colin... You know, your popping and locking skills, which I've seen, combined with the fact that I now understand you're good at lip syncing, you could be a TikTok star pretty easily because that's essentially all that app is, is 15 second clips of people dancing and lip syncing to modern songs. So you I, I, have a I niche to play an old ass song. What? 
I'm fascinated by these people dancing to the blinding light song that's on TikTok, yeah. TikTok now everywhere. I'm fascinated. I, I love it. And I especially love it when old dudes get out and do it. And uh, yeah, I think like grandpas. And it's awesome. TikTok is the most addictive thing you could possibly put on your phone. It's like Candy Crush, but with people. Because it's brilliant. It's 15 to 30 second clips, I think. And it repeats if you let it sit there. So it makes you want to scroll. So you can accidentally eat an hour just watching, yeah, like random people dance to the same song or do skits or whatever. And that then could it be you, a, Cohen. And unlike other Instagram or other Instagram, other social media, you don't have to subscribe to anything. You just go to the main channel and it throws you shit. Like it shows you popular stuff. And then I think the algorithm figures out what you like based on how many times you watch things. And then it whoa, whoa. I don't want a computer figuring out what I like. <laughs> you're one Never. of the more difficult ones to I'm going to tell you right now if I close this out and there's like a dragnet a dragnet video on my screen like you might like this I'm going to be very angry there will be you'll city, never see me again city of crime <laughs> <laughs> okay dragnet there's a good uh, Coneheads rap Dan Aykroyd was really into the raps <laughs> Yeah. What, are the, what are the rap? There's the Crypt Keeper rap. It's yeah. called the Crypt Keeper Jam. Because That's a good one. Dan Aykroyd plays with Digital Underground in Nothing But Trouble, too. He does, yeah. but but they're... Well, I guess they probably did make a music video of all around the world using Nothing But Trouble footage. The best footage there is. <clears throat> um, there was a, a couple of years ago, Sydney wanted to, was going on a cruise, and she wanted... They were doing a karaoke contest and i wanted to i don't do karaoke but i thought if i was gonna do it i'd do a blues brother song and i'd do dan Aykroyd's crazy dance blues brother dance moves but which uh, song i don't why, know why rubber, don't you biscuit. Do rubber biscuit rubber biscuit look it up colin why don't you do karaoke you'd be great at karaoke i'm uh i don't have a good voice you don't have and, to have a good voice it's all about showmanship yeah i don't have any of that well, you have more showmanship than anybody I know. You just don't get it out much. You have to be a little bit drunk and very happy. Oh, one of those things frequently, but only for a few minutes. <laughs> you got to listen to for a little bit. You got to listen to Rubber Biscuit. All right, I'm going well, to send that to you after this. I'm you, sure I've heard my, Rubber Biscuit. Here's my favorite line from Rubber Biscuit: A wish sandwich is the kind of a sandwich where you have two slices of bread and you wish you had some meat. I've heard this song that I know that line somewhere. I've probably said it to you before. So Colin, or not Colin, Kyle. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I meant to talk to Kyle. I said Colin, and then my brain started to say Dodge, because usually when I get the name Colin wrong, I'm talking to my children. It is funny. Because uh, I foolishly named my children after Colin, or one of them. Uh... Kyle. Both of them, because I dodge responsibility. <laughs> so does he. And questions. Uh, I want to know what the Missouri Swagger story you told was on the first, at the time you visited the previous version of the show. I think it was Chewbacca. So you got to tell Warrior Drink. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, I'll tell Warrior Drink if you want me to. Let's hear Warrior Drink. I've never heard this story. So... Uh, my friend Andy Schneeflock, a uh, really good friend of mine, we went to high school together. He lives in New York now. Uh, but we're both from St. Joseph. We both love Star Trek, The Next Generation. And we both love Worf. And there is an episode of Star Trek, The Next Generation. I think it's Yesterday's Enterprise, where Worf does not appear in the episode because I could go on and on, but I won't. So at the beginning, there is a scene with Worf so that we get to see Worf once. And he's sitting in 10 forward with Guinan. And uh, she, because she's wise, gives him some prune juice. And uh, he scoffs. He's like, I don't want prune juice. Why would I want this human drink? And she's like, just try it. So Worf takes a drink and he says, warrior drink <laughs> and from then on in the show Worf always drinks prune juice even is that why he's not land. on that episode 
He had some sort of gastric reaction to no, the no, no, he does, he's a Klingon. He doesn't have a gastric reaction to prune juice. Okay. He was not in the episode because <laughs> sorry, in the, sorry, dude. Didn't in that episode, they there's a a time uh, distortion where the Federation is at war with the Klingons, and the Enterprise is a warship. Gotcha. So there are no Klingons on it. So they were like, "We'll put Worf at the beginning," and that's what you get. Well, Andy and I were foolish people, and we were we're like, "We're going back to your dad's house. Let's get some prune juice. Let's get some warrior drink." And and uh, we did. We got a big thing of prune juice, and we took it back, and we set up in the kitchen, and we were pouring glasses of it. And Andy's dad walks by, and he goes, "What are you, what are you guys doing?" And uh, we're like, we got prune juice. We got some warrior drink, like Worf. We're going to drink warrior drink. And he goes, all right. <laughs> and he walks off. <laughs> and so Andy and I, uh, we drank our entire glasses. And then I was just talking to Andy about this. We went downstairs and either we played like a PlayStation 2 game or we watched uh, the director's commentary of Star Trek First Contact. <laughs> But in the middle of it, we both, it became very clear that things were happening and we needed to leave. So I went home. He was like, and Andy stayed, but was sick. And uh, that's the story. Of warrior drink. Warrior no, drink. As you said, as you, ran, as you ran out of the house to go, you ran past his dad and his dad was just laughing. Oh, but did I say that? Probably- I don't remember that. But that's probably the case. Yeah. I, so one time, not that long ago, uh, a friend of mine and I, I told him that story. And so we did shots of prune juice until we had both drank two 40 ounce bottles of prune juice. Your story's then, even stupider. Yeah. You <laughs> yes. But it was like a, yeah, it was like a dare situation. And mm. I did have, you have a, did you have a black jacket? No. It's a dare. On no, it? I mean like truth and dare, not drug abuse, resistance, education. Uh, but we, yeah, so we stayed up. We started drinking. The worst part was we started at like 11 p.m. And we sat and drank for like an hour, just shots of and drank all this prune juice. You're, that's and so stupid. That's stupid. It's the most miserable night I've had in you my entire it. life. Because you, did you call it warrior drink at least? Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Well, that was Every shot you took? But ah, I, warrior drink. I've never warrior had a worse Warrior night. drink. I just got our, I know as soon as we can get the grocery stores again, what we're doing on Missouri Swagger for an hour. <laughs> the problem is it took, that time it took two or three hours for it we to actually to, hit. We need to put that behind a paywall. <laughs> yeah, that's paywall. Uh, if you guys want to see us drink prune juice for an hour or more, I love it. And say what <laughs> Might be a short episode, I don't know. I, well, no, uh, it took it, I mean, I guess it, that night, it took a long time for the, it to kick in. Like, it took well over an hour for it to kick in. I remember when, when uh, Squish was little, uh, to, to help him go to the bathroom, the doctor said we should give him, the pediatrician said we should give him prunes, and he wouldn't eat them. So I had to, uh, I had to take a prune out, and I'd, I'd have to eat one, and then I'd say, oh, that was so good. That was delicious. I'm going to have another prune, and I'd have to put it on the table. And said, but I'm going to go in the other room for a second. And nobody eat my prunes. And I'd go in the other room and he would, I'd come back and he'd always have a prune. He'd always be eating it and laughing. Um, and one time he did it and he just went into the can and he just put his mouth full of prunes. <laughs> it's just, just a mouth, a big smiling mouth full of prunes. And he was trying to chew <laughs> them all down. How'd that go for him? It went fine. He still doesn't like prunes though. Well, now we're talking I don't about like prunes. prunes. Either, I just <laughs> That's a Chris Grind level of energy to put in to get your kids to eat something. <laughs> That's well, yeah, you have to sometimes. All right, I think let's wrap her up. All right, season two, episode two in the can. Where I got can a people plug. find you guys? I got a plug. Yeah, plug. I started a Patreon, so you should come visit my Patreon. It's Patreon slash Kyle Strom, and what you get, we get lots of stuff that I post. But what you get for signing up is a webcomic I made like 15 years ago called Clockwork Creature. It's, I already have that. What do I get? Well, you're not going to sign up anyway. Shut up, Dennis. I might. All right. Well, if you sign up, I'll give you something special. 
anyway, it's like 78 pages. It's good stuff. Is it all, are you serializing it or is it all like boom? No, my, my Patreon, what I'm sharing on Patreon, three times a week, I'm sharing uh, inked pages from comics I've worked on in the past. Once a week, I'm sharing a character design from a pitch that I, that either didn't happen or has happened, but oh, cool. those have never been published. Uh, once a week, I'm sharing a peek at stuff I'm working on now. Once a week, I'm sharing, I call it, I call this one the stained vault. I open the stained manila folder from my childhood and I take a character from it and I'll share that. They're all weird. There's one coming up tomorrow. Well, I don't know when this is going to air, but if you go there now, you can see the one called the Woody Nailer. Woody Nailer? <laughs> and then once a month, I'll drop like a digital book. So the first one is Clockwork Creature, and I have a sketchbook on there. That's awesome. So, I've been thinking about uh, launching uh, or putting out – I have a folder of old art that I did. A lot of it's Mighty Man and Monster Maker uh, mm -hmm. images. Sure. But uh, I, when I was really into House of Mystery, as a kid, I started coming up with my own House of Mystery, but it had a very, it had a cast of different monsters that lived in this house, and I drew them all, and I've never put them out. They're not good drawings. I thought about doing it somewhere. Put it on your Patreon. Eh. Um, what was your Patreon address again? Patreon slash Kyle Strom. Easy to remember. I My one it. experience with Patreon is I, I met a guy at a con once, very nice fellow who did some comics adjacent work. And Chris I, Grine? I started, his name was Chris Grine. <laughs> I started following Chris on Patreon and nobody else followed Chris on Patreon. And so I would get these monthly or weekly updates. Was it Chris Grine? <laughs> yes, no. I <laughs> the names to protect the innocent. But I would incriminate <laughs> and also incriminate the innocent. Chris <laughs> Grind is anything but innocent. But I would get these monthly updates that were written to Patreon followers as if there was a large group, but I was the only one. So yeah, I've been in that boat. <clears throat> <laughs> so it was amazing. Because you could have just sent it straight to me, Chris. If you want to send me an email, just send me an email. You know what Chris Grind would say? What? He'd say you wouldn't write back. <laughs> I don't even know why I tried. <laughs> Kyle and I, Chris Grind's a good friend of ours. And he's a little bit neurotic. I love you, Chris Grind. Yeah, we love you a great deal. And we used to he's go. He's drawn some very unflattering pictures of, of all of us. I That's think. a secret. That's a secret. Yeah. It is? You're telling tales out of school. I didn't know that was a secret. But Chris, well, he will t text us from time to time, like legitimate, sincere, earnest questions. And Kyle and I always find a way to make fun of him. I think Dennis is a little more cruel about it. <laughs> of course you do. Because you, you're the one that decides where your boundaries are, and I'm the one that decides where mine <laughs> so Of course you're going to like yours better. But yeah, Chris always gets frustrated. And says, I don't know why I try. It's awesome. Well, he should message me sometime with some of his concerns and thoughts. I used to make him eat custard, too. He's, <laughs> he's lactose intolerant. And we'd go to lunch, and he was supposed to go back to Hallmark because that's when he still had a day job. But I was the one driving, so I would drive way out of the way to go get custard, frozen custard, and he couldn't eat any custard, or it would give him gastrointestinal ulcers. We really <laughs> fucked that guy's day up. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we did. No one I crossed really Dennis. <laughs> Don't cross Dennis. He'll send you some TCBY. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't try to be the, the villain of Missouri Swagger. It just happens naturally. Yep. <laughs> so right. thanks everyone for uh, joining you, us today. Where can you find Colin? Uh, so you can visit my website right now, uh, cullenbun.com. It has gotten a, it's, my website's undergone an amazing facelift and we're, it's, it's got, a, there's some things we have to, to, to finish on it, but uh, I had an incredible designer go in and, and redo my Facebook and it's, or my uh, website, and it's a lot more uh, user-friendly, and it's awesome. That designer, by the way, is the producer of this show, Anton Chroma. Would you, uh, say, would you say it was more of a mum-raw transformation mm, or a monstar transformation? It's more of a mum-raw transformation. It went from 
old and crotchety to uh, awesome and muscular. Like right. me. It reflects me much more accurately. And you can uh, find me at uh, Hopeless Dent at Twitter. Or just Google search Dennis Hopeless or Dennis Allen. You'll find me. You'll see my hair. Right. And I think uh, we'll probably have links in the, the description. Mm -hmm. and then, you can always see pictures of our children we would if this weren't just Anton listening to us talk. <laughs> Anton just puts a little sticky note on his computer screen <laughs> gives it a kiss <laughs> alright folks thanks for listening Thank you. if you like Thank the episode you. give us a thumbs up or a like and please subscribe next time it'll be even better thank you Dennis <laughs> we have something that gets added somewhere I don't know